Welcome to the Gals Guide to the Galaxy podcast, where a group of gals gather for you one cool thing around our topic of the month. Is it ancient history? Is it breaking news? Is it safe for work? Well, that's up to each gal. All we know is that... Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. We're back! Truly, so sorry for the delay. Okay, so we were MIA for all of August. And see what happened was, <laughs> I took an amazing trip to Colorado. Our podcast editor survived a very complex surgery. Hi, Lisa. Everybody say hi to Lisa, our glorious hi, podcast Lisa. editor. Um, and Katie and I got COVID. <laughs> so it was a mess, y'all. Uh, but we're happy to be back and we're on Zoom to protect Bonnie because we love Bonnie and we're protecting her by being on Zoom. <laughs> So it's just the Charlie's Angels of us. It's just us three amigos. And why all these movie references? Uh, Because I'm Leah and that's what I do. But also because this month we are celebrating filmmaking gals. That's right. So let me introduce your cast and crew this month. First up, it is the library manager of Gals Guide. It is Bonnie Fillenworth, everybody. Yay! Bonnie, tell the good people what you've been up to for the last two months. <laughs> uh, the last two months? Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, looking at my calendar. I know. Uh, well, you watched my puppies while I was in Colorado. Yes. Thank you. We had four puppies in my house, and it was awesome. Magical. Yes. <laughs> I was like, I don't like little dogs. And the first night... They're all in his lap, and he's like, they're so cute. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, they grow on you. Kind of like a virus. <laughs> but have you been doing, like, art fairs and all that kind of good stuff? Um, not. There's not too many here in July, because it's... Um, I'm trying to think really of what hot. the opposite of colder than a witch's tit right. would be. Hotter than the blue blazes. Sure. Yes. Mm, I, like I don't it. know what it means, but that's what yeah, I <laughs> um, but no, I've got uh Penrod yes. coming up and then Fountain Square Fair, which has been closed since COVID. They, oh. they almost had it last year and then and then canceled it. And then Monument Circle Art Fair and then Irvington Halloween. Ooh, so you got some fun ones coming up then. So everybody will have to go to your glorious website, which I will put in the show notes, but you know, it's bonniefellenworth.com. Um, and go and uh, subscribe to newsletter because Bonnie's really good at sending out uh, where she's going to be. She's using a face right now, which is, oh crap. <laughs> well, I, I'm really good at sending it out. Sometimes it's like the night before. Yeah, it's within hours of the event. It's okay. Some people don't make plans until that morning anyway. And then it's right there in their box. So it's perfect. But yes. All right. So next up uh if i'm not mistaken and i double and triple check myself this time i get to introduce her for the first time on the podcast not the first time in life because i was the first one in life to introduce her as katie young ladies and gentlemen yes this is katie katie got all mailed and stuff so like tell us about married life these last few months oh well i have to say our wedding was amazing because of you I because also because Liam married us, officiated our wedding, and 
gave a beautiful speech, Which a beautiful ceremony. So I'm just saying, you guys can take, take ownership. <laughs> yeah, there were some amazing pop culture references in there. I got so. a Star Wars reference in it. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> And I, as a thank you, got you a, a Rebel Princess drinking glass. So I did, which I am always drinking in, except for tonight, because why? <laughs> it would only be fitting that it. I would actually be using. It. But you were a beautiful bride, Aww, and Joshua you. was a handsome groomsman. Yeah, it was and... all wonderful and beautiful. And after we got married, we had the laziest summer of my entire life. Love it. We did nothing but park our butt in front of the TV the entirety of the summer. So, but we're back to work now. Win-win. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, we were until I got COVID, but now we're back. Um, and I'm happy to be back on the podcast. I missed you guys. Sweet. Well, we missed you, Joe. <laughs> so glad the three of us are back together again. And I swear next month we will we will have uh, guests that will come and all that kind of good stuff. So, uh, but as for me, I am Dr. Leah Leach. I'm the executive director of Gals Guide. I am a retired filmmaker. Um, I mentioned this because it's filmmaking gals month, so it might come up if it's the first time listening. Um, I made 18 indie movies before I found it. It wasn't fun anymore. Um, but I am still a massive movie geek. Uh, if you can describe a film poster or cover box, I can tell you what movie it is. It's a certain set of skills that not even Liam Neeson has. Uh, but I'm very happy to be back with these lovely ladies. And before we dive into our very first filmmaking gal, uh, we're going to look at the calendar of what is happening at the library this week. Mm -hmm. So very fittingly for the week of September 12th through the 18th, we have film club on Thursday. <laughs> so September 15th is film club. We meet online and at the library. So you've got the best of both worlds there. Um, to get the Zoom link, you do need to be registered. Uh, it is fast. It is free. It is at galsguide.org. We're going to be talking about the documentary, The Natural, The Untold Story of Alice Guy Blanchet. It is a great documentary. It is directed by Pamela Green. It will inspire you. It'll make you question everything you know about the movie industry. And it'll probably piss you off and make you cry at the same time. It's a very rare thing. But this movie documentary has that wonderful ability. So join us on Thursday as we talk about Alice. Um, a new feature that is coming to the Gals Guide Library, September 17th at 9 a.m., Notice the strain in my voice at the 9 a.m. Uh, my wonderful husband, Joshua Leach, is going to be leading a walking club around Noblesville, uh, starting at the Gals Guide Library. All fitness levels are welcome. Bring rain gear just in case. Bring sunscreen just in case. Um, and come walk around Noblesville. So walking club starts. Woot, woot. <laughs> Exactly. So for more information, more of what is on our calendar, go to galsguide.org, click on that glorious calendar. But the really big, nagging, wonderful, absorbing, mind-provoking question of all time, Bonnie, who is your one cool gal? <laughs> we must know. Exactly. Inquiring minds want to know who Bonnie is starting us off with. Uh, my gal is Margaret Booth. Woot woot! I've also heard her, some people call her, I forget if it was Maggie or Peggy. I've heard both. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she was born uh, January 16th, 18, or I put 19, but that's not. It's 18, 
89. Yeah, she's an oldie. <laughs> um, I can find any information on her parents. Ah. Or what they did for a living or what. But her brother, Elmer. Elmer. Good uh, 1800s name. He was also in the film business. He was an actor. And he died when Margaret was 17. Oh, wow. Uh he he was the like the breadworm winner it sounded like for the family mm. and was set to be in a i don't know any of these old hollywood names a dw griffith movie yes very important yes um and griffith de- delivered the eulogy at his funeral what and offered margaret a job as what they called a cutter in 1915 that's how she got the job that's see i knew that she worked for dw griffith but i did not know how that's how she got the job yeah. okay, that's fascinating good job <laughs> wow but he spoke at her brother's funeral oh mm-hmm. i think everything i listened to the your gal friday podcast that oh covered God. her and three other amazing film ladies yes um but yeah so that's how she got a job as a cutter and the job of a cutter was a tedious job involving small parts, magnifying glasses, and scissors. So naturally, you get a woman to do it. It's like sewing, right? It's sewing. So they were like, yeah. Um, so most of the early, they eventually become editors, but they called them cutters back then, were women. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure also paying them less. Probably. <laughs> Uh, she went to work at a studio run by Lois W. Meyer and worked with director John Stahl, who taught her more about editing. And he had a habit of just leaving all his extra film bits on the floor. So Margaret would practice editing with those. It's a good way to do it. It's like the little scraps, you know? You can't really mess it up. It's already trash. She seems to be the first cutter to be given the title film editor. Uh, She's felt that editing needed a rhythm using like downbeats of music and musicals, or if there was marching to do it to the footsteps. Um, The studio she worked at eventually got merged with a few others and which became MGM. And she was promoted to supervising editor in 1936. Uh, left MGM in 1968, retired in 1986, and was known to be blunt. And when editing the film for a director, she once said, Lee's already smiling. She already <laughs> I, know, I love this. Yes, go. Uh, she said, are you telling me you want that on a 60-foot screen? And he replied, I guess I don't, do I? <laughs> I love that. Like it, tell it how it is. It's the best way to be like, so you're wrong and you want everybody to see it? (laughs) (laughs) Like up there, like they can't ignore it, like it's that wrong. (laughs) I love it. Uh, She preferred the director stay out of the editing room. (laughs) Uh, Received an honorary Oscar in 1978, uh, along with several other awards. That took a while. Yeah, I did. Well, Oscars. Aren't we shocked? (laughs) I don't know when they started giving out honorary Oscars. When they started realizing that a lot of old pioneers never got an award. (laughs) 
they started doing this honorary thing of oh crap we never gave them one she was apparently like the lady like she worked on a bunch of films and never received like credit for them like Mm -hmm. they all everyone wanted her to work on them and she was like editing everybody's stuff so like i don't even know if we'll ever know how many she all edited and a lot of times she was like a second opinion you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. somebody actually did the editing but they'd say margaret what do you think of this and so Mm -hmm. Her eyes were on it, but that's not really a credit. You know what I mean? Mm. But yeah, you yeah. don't want it, you know, to be like, does Margaret think it's okay for a 60 foot screen? <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> but she died October 8th, 2002 at the age of 104. Four. This woman Holy lived crap. World War One, World War Two, the Great Depression, <laughs> The Vietnam War through the age of like typewriters into computers and the internet and smartphones. Like, yeah. I was gonna say, think about how much film editing changed during her lifetime. Yeah, she was like D.W. Griffith, and then her last film was what Annie, the 1980s yeah, Annie film in '82. That's like so much film had changed between you know talkies. silent films and annie (laughs) the black and white to color Mm -hmm. to technicolor dreamboat yes exactly oh yes (laughs) uh but she never married or had children and i couldn't find she seems to be lumped together in a whole bunch of other resources about like other women in hollywood especially like Mm -hmm. the behind the scenes ladies but i couldn't find something that was like just on her yeah right like alice ball some of y'all authors need to be right she lived to be 104 like there's got to be yeah a ton of stuff like correspondence all the hollywood people you want to interview be like i'm writing a book i know right margaret Bush totally needs a book dedicated to the work that she saw the work that she did and the work that she was part of Mm -hmm. she was huge at mgm yeah yeah, much more than a footnote to history. Mm-hmm. I love her sassiness. Mostly, yeah. I love the sassy. I mean, I think I love the ladies spend, who like yeah, not messing around like how Ruth Bader Ginsburg was just like, I don't like the small talk. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> I think um, <clears throat> I think part of it is also an editor is in a dark room generally, or at least a room by themselves for long periods of time. And so it is a very solitary thing. And mm-hmm. so your niceties and your timing kind of goes out the window of just, no, does it work? Crap, I gotta move on. <laughs> <laughs> like it fits the job very well. <laughs> um, it reminds me of Thelma Shoemaker. Mm-hmm. It's called the Mother Cutter. <laughs> nice. She is Martin Scorsese's go-to editor. She's worked on a variety of stuff, but I mean, like, I always like she's always with Marty. She's like they work together. But the idea that she was the Mother Cutter really set the tone of what a female editor is. They are on point. Nobody's ands, biffs, or buffs about it. You know what I mean? Just to the job, get it done. No, that's wrong. <laughs> Yeah, I watched a little uh, thing on YouTube that talked about uh, just women in editing in early Hollywood. And they talk the whole time in the background, they're showing little clips of all these movies that 
women have edited and I need to get my list. I'll bet you it's an amazing one. And while you're getting that, I know that Margaret Booth, one of the ones she worked on was uh, a little film called Ben-Hur. Just a little editing project, you know. Barely anybody has <laughs> right. heard of uh, Ben-Hur. Right, Bonnie, that she worked on? Yeah, Ben-Hur yeah. was one of the ones that she did. Mm-hmm. Wizard of Oz. she's wow. credited in that one, I think. Okay. But they know that she did it. Right. So I, don't, I don't know how that works. Yeah, I think because it was passed around to so many different people. So it was kind of like the percentage of what she worked on was enough to say, yeah, she did the majority of it. (laughs) But yeah, um, this is just a short list and I'm sure there's a whole bunch more. And I also had a little infographic I saved from the thing. That is horrible, but um, (laughs) it's a little chart of women employed and top 250 films by role in 2017. And for editors, it's only 16% of the workforce. So wow. 16% of women are doing the editor, which it started off with being like 100%. Right, it was woman's work. <laughs> right. Until men were like, oh, you know, you can actually like kind of control a story and a narrative and you can be like creative with this? No. Also, you can fix other people's idiocy because if they're filming stuff that does not make sense you know what I mean or like they lost the story you can fix it in the editing room ask George Lucas uh because George Lucas lost his story many times and says that he found it in the editing room so I mean a good editor can save your crap I mean I remember I worked on a movie I handed the little box of digital footage to my editor and went find it find it somewhere in there because i really didn't know if we even filmed enough um so a good editor can uh can save you a damn movie (laughs) Uh so they go i think in kind of sort of chronological well chronological ish in here but mutiny on the bounty which i think is margaret booth yep uh lady from shanghai anything goes my darling clementine all about Eve, the Ten Commandments there was edited by a woman. Mm-hmm. Odds Against Tomorrow, Dog Day Afternoon, uh, Bonnie and Clyde, The Breakfast Club, oh! Lawrence of Arabia. Freaking love that movie. Yes. Jaws. <laughs> yeah, should probably save that one. Yeah. Raging Bull, Casino, Goodfellas. Kill Bill number one, <laughs> the Moulin Rouge, Mean Girls. Like that is a famous cut of that school bus. Right. <laughs> but so these are all films that are edited by women. Yes. Yes. Boyhood, um, Moonlight, E.T. Yes. Mad Max, Itoya, Black Panther. Yeah. Aaron Brockovich. It's like, and that's like, I don't even know. That was just like in the background of a six minute video, like. Right, of just fantastic films cut by women, yeah. <laughs> hmm yeah. It's brilliant. <laughs> Incredible. And you were saying the Wikipedia page for Margaret Booth's brother? Is was... longer than hers, even though he only lived to be like 
30? Right. And she was and 100 she and... 104 oh. and had a 70 like year long career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe that they, in the industry, they have a term for it. I believe it's called bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's infuriating. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, I, I love oh. her. I love her work. <laughs> she is a mix boss. <laughs> sweet katie did you have any questions for bonnie about margaret booth no questions but thanks for sharing bonnie that's incredible i had no idea i've never heard of her before what's a nice spotlight on female editors just really unsung heroes an editor is an unsung hero in any film um having that women in the room uh at the editing booth is just you know it's awesome it really does elevate um a film's empathy and i don't know have it make sense (laughs) (laughs) just saying (laughs) sweet well should i wrap it up darlings yeah oh my goodness it's like i don't even know how we did this anymore no i'm just kidding Well, that wraps us up for this this week. Join us next week as another cool woman of history on the Gals Guide podcast continues. Thanks for listening. For show notes, links, and images from this week's show, visit galsguide.org. Want exclusive stuff like deleted bits and major bloopers? Become a Gals Guide patron today. Thanks for listening.